দিন তুমি তম্বা মন্ত্রী মশাই কিসে কম্বা রাজা কদিন তুমি তম্বা মন্ত্রী মশাই কিসে কম্বা রোজা পে অষ্টরম্ভা হলো হীন বলো রে রোজা পে অষ্টরম্ভা হলো হীন Greetings everyone. Uh, welcome to the new episode of Material Analysis, the podcast. Uh, today's episode is an unplanned one, but an extremely important one. As you know, uh, targeted riots or a pogrom, if you want to call it, has been happening in Delhi over the last two and a half, three days. There have been many casualties um, and we decided that we, we want to have this episode which talks about what's happening, why is it happening, etc. Uh, joining us today is uh, Comrade Shivli, Comrade Pramod, Comrade Dilip and me, your host Chandu. It just so happens that Comrade Pramod was on ground zero when the riots happened and knows a lot about it. So the, uh, so the three of us are going to be asking him questions. To start with, uh, I have a question for Comrade Pramod. So Comrade Pramod, uh, tell us a bit about your experiences over the last three days. Tell us what you have seen. Okay, so I was in Jafrabad, right? Like on Monday. Uh, and what can I say? There was a riot going on. Like, uh, uh, there were people who basically gave a call for people to... Uh, yeah, so basically what happened is that on Sunday, uh, the police came. There were protests in uh, Northeast Delhi. Now in Northeast Delhi, across Northeast Delhi, there were certain sitting protests. And uh, there were calls for essentially, within the protests, there were calls to occupy the streets. In some of these areas, streets were occupied and blockaded. And then obviously the police acted to remove these uh, protesters. Now, what had happened is that uh, when these block, uh, blockades were removed, etc., the very next day, in all of these sites in Northeast Delhi, we actually saw the RSS coming in and uh, attacking these uh, protests, which basically triggered a riot. Uh, across the you know this entire north this stretch in northeast delhi and what has happened since then is that uh, these protests have magnified and uh, over the past and they're still ongoing and these protests are uh, sorry these uh, riots have been spreading over the past couple of days so yeah that's it's that's pretty much what's happened like and in certain places for instance in chatbag we have the police participating with, you know collaborating with the rss to basically conduct these riots. So in some cases, it's the police who's basically firing tear gas into a, a gathering of protesters, smoking them out, and you know, it's sort of like enabling the RSS to come in and attack them and at that point. And then they've been like firing tear gases into residential areas, etc. As a complete mess. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much what's been happening. And Although Chadbag, etc., have quietened down over the past day or so because of a curfew order, there are 
the 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 riots have spread across uh, other parts of east delhi and in those parts we see that you know the riots are progressing anyway so so essentially that's what's happening yeah. right for for those for those of our uh, audience who don't know what's been happening could you connect this recent outbreak of violence to the ca nrc protest and to the recent delhi election right so one of the things that we heard is that okay so for a while i mean like we've also addressed this on this podcast uh that uh, there have been protests against the nrc and the ca going on across india for a while now right um and what we've seen is that uh while these protests initially were you know sort of like centered around bengal uh after the ca was passed they've been happening all across india and uh, what we've seen is that they've happened especially you know one of the sort of like epicenters has actually been delhi and specifically the protest site of shaheen bagh which for some weird reason has been sort of taken as the nerve center of these protests now uh, after shaheen bagh had happened we've been seeing copycat protests coming up in other parts of new delhi and across the rest of india so what is uh, what chatbagh jafrabad etc these protests were were basically copycat protests that mimicked the mode of protest in shaheen bagh where you basically have local sort of uh, local women coming and participating in sort of a tent and you know they're basically sitting in local women and children uh and in essence uh, i mean like there will be a hot take there will be hot takes that basically say that these are women led protests but as far as my experience goes that that's not really the case but like you know men are also involved in like sort of like organizing with the logistics with controlling how the protests were etc uh now what has happened is shine bag etc have become a sort of a sole point for uh, the bharatiya janata party uh this thing has been in the conversation from before the elections as well right like they've been discussing uh, how do we basically like you know how you know this and shine bag suddenly became a big electoral issue with the bjp saying that they'll remove shine bag uh, the shine bag protesters if they come to power the aam aadmi party not commenting on it and you know getting criticism for it incidentally from other parties and other activists and as such so it had become something of that sort and then what we heard the those of us who were in delhi at the time what we heard at the time was that uh, if the bjp comes to power they would in delhi they would basically like order a clear, clearing of uh, the shinebag protest using the police and uh, essentially what we've seen is that you know the way the attack was coordinated and planned out in northeast delhi we do see a level of coordination that pretty much gives it away that this was planned in advance i mean not the particular date itself like i'm not saying that they would have carried out this thing on monday but then you've had trucks full trucks loaded full of bricks coming in and you know it takes time to load trucks etc you see very coordinated attacks by certain people who are coming in from uttar pradesh like places like ghaziabad etc so you know when these things happen you know that there's been some amount of planning that's been going into this for a while it's not some kind of spontaneous uh, outburst i mean we can obviously talk about you know 
like there's a huge literature on communal riots in india going back to paul brass etc who talk about you know these riot systems etc and how most of these things are actually uh, you know coordinated planned in advance etc but yeah it it fits that pattern in essence it fits that pattern yeah i agree with you comrade pramod remember in one of the previous episodes uh, we had talked about that one very famous line that if any riot lasts more than 24 hours the state is okay yeah. with it so yeah, yeah, yeah so that's another that's another thing what we saw right like you know when i had gone to jafarabad there was literally people in khaki and you know in all these uh, military fatigue standing there in a convoy i mean i presume the crpf or raf uh, standing there in a convoy the convoy was parked at the junction between jafarabad and silampuri and the interesting thing was uh, nobody uh, actually like you know I, and you know, if you like just walked a few hundred kilometers uh, sorry few hundred meters from there for kilometers a few hundred meters from the place where they parked the convoy there was a riot going on and they had not intervened so they were just sitting there uh, you know truck full of uh, people with uh, assault rifles and machine guns who were not being who were not suppressing the riots uh, you talk to police officers uh, inside the police stations etc the thing that you'd hear is that they don't have orders to control the riots on that note comrade pramod we have to also like just to remind our audience who might not be clued into the context that uh, there was recently an election in delhi and the local government is headed by aam aadmi party essentially a centrist right. liberal sort of a party and aam aadmi party's consistent line has been don't bother us with this thing we can't do anything as the police is not under our power it's under the power of the central government's home ministry now given right. that line is fundamentally correct do you still agree that the aam aadmi party can't do anything and what do you in general think about aam aadmi party's conduct after winning the election by a massive margin again to remind people aam aadmi party won pretty much all the seats in the city by a few so they are in absolute control of the local government right so the thing is the aam aadmi party now the aam aadmi party you know their line is as you acknowledge the line is correct can they control the riots absolutely not there is no way that they can actually stop this riot from happening uh, uh that will that is in the hands of the central government they are no the delhi government isn't like any other state government where you know state governments actually have the it's a union territory firstly where you, uh, you know governments have the power to basically call in law enforcement declare curfews etc so they can't do that so let's let's get just get that out of the way however there are certain things you can do as a government as you know you know winning a particular mandate you can sort of uh, you know tell people that you are standing by them you can reinforce their trust in you you know which since you just won the election etc you know like there was this stuff like the fact that you know they could have actually gone to hospitals like arvind kejriwal could have gone to hospitals and you know he could have like just you know offered compensation to the families of the victims etc no, he could I have said that he has done that at least he has done that i uh, think he has done that uh, he has if he's done, okay i'm not yeah, pretty okay. late so, pretty late so as yeah, with everything else because if it has happened has it did not happen yeah yeah if it had happened it didn't happen until today for i mean as of recording right yeah. i mean like it it must have 
happened today itself because i because until yesterday at least he did not he did not do anything of this sort so if he's done it he's done it today and that's like days after uh, in the yes. delhi assembly he announced compensation for the kin of the policeman who had died ratan lal or whatever his name was but however he did not announce any such packet package at that time for other people who had died in these riots um yes. and you see that right. and you see his actions uh, i mean like you know if, if if this was any other chief minister uh, they would have basically done photo ops at hospitals right like they would have just right. gone to the hospital made sure reporters were there they would have done a photo op with that they would have announced a massive compensation package and it also doesn't make sense for them electorally to do so like even if they're thinking that you know we are just going to appease hindus by doing this or like you know by keeping a relative silence on this matter it doesn't work that way like you've just had one of the the biggest riot in delhi since 1984 yeah erupted. since promote just mentioned the policeman who's been killed we should also note that how many have how many what's the casualty number right now between 10 and 20 or more than that no 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 no, no, it's no, no, no. this it's, 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 this it's, it's, is something i this is something i have from like very trusted sources essentially hospitals where the uh, things have been counted while yeah. the official figure is still Uh, 27 some 27 27 the 27. hospitals have confirmed that there have been more than 40 confirmed bodies so right. uh, 40 as as, uh, 40 40 confirmed bodies and i can tell you something being there that there will still be bodies that will be recovered later or not at all yes. there will be people will be missing yes. because one of the things that i did see was that people were being dragged into like alleys and lynched there i'm presuming many of them did not make it out alive so, so you know that like, has... even though it's 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 gruesome to say but i want to reiterate the scale of this there are people you know dying and numbers will increase people will go missing as comrade pramod just said uh people's build houses have been broken into mosques have been vandalized entire shanties have been burnt people's livelihoods have been destroyed and there's still no sign that the police are stepping in to stop this yeah comrade yeah, yeah, yeah. you had a what, question yes yeah, so So, what do you think is the role played by the incendiary speeches uh, by people like, for instance, Kapil Mishra, and also we saw yesterday Abhay Verma leading a huge mob with chants with uh, Goli Maran Salaam, etc. So, what do you think is the role of you know these people who actually provoke uh, have uh, have provoked these riots? Okay, for okay. So, first, let me address Shuli's question. Uh, the thing is that uh, what was the question again? I'll answer. I was just like commenting on the scale of damage that's happened so All far, right. and and what can be done to mitigate that, or what hasn't been done to mitigate that at all. Right, right. So the so so the police was essentially um, for the f- first few days in the epicenter of these riots. They. in like for instance in chadbag they actively participated in the riot i mentioned this before uh, but uh, in certain other places they were bystanders because they did not as they said them said themselves they did not have orders to inter and i quote basically they did not have orders to intervene okay and um, as far as uh, now what has happened is like i think yesterday or day before yesterday at 8 pm there was an order given that okay, there's going to be a curfew declared in a few areas and shoot on site orders issued right and after that basically all these hot takes etc and the media that have been coming out a lot of these people like rajdeep sardesai rahul pandita etc they've been visiting these places after 
you know the curfew has been declared so it's not within the midst of the riot now what has happened is that the riot has actually spread to other areas adjoining areas and again in these places the police is not controlling them so it's not like there's been a curfew that's been declared all over east delhi either like you know it's not like a curfew that's been declared all across that uh, you know the eastern bank of the yamuna until the delhi state limits uh, what has happened is that certain precincts have been asked to declare a curfew and uh, you know enforce that curfew so you know when the protest when the when the riots spread beyond that then you know it's like that so you can basically understand that the central government actually has very little intention of controlling these riots uh, what was dilip's question at uh, the role of um, incendiary speeches and abey verma and so on right, leading right, 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 right right uh, as for dilip's thing uh, question uh, the thing is that one thing is that almost everyone i mean like even the hindus in the region uh, i mean in the localities where these riots have taken place they've also pointed out kapil mishra's speech in particular where he basically said that you know we are going to clear out this protest the moment that trump leaves delhi um as sort of like one of the triggers right there will be other reports and i know there are certain things flying up in activist spaces like you know which organization was responsible for you know escalating these protests to a level where the police acted etc all of these are bullshit because uh, many of the locals throughout the thing are saying that uh, kapil mishra's speech was sort of the trigger in at least if not conducting that uh, riot at that particular point of time because he also specified after trump leaves but it was sort of the build up to you know like this entire thing about the mobs arming themselves you know this organized way of like collecting bricks etc and this entire preparation for that was triggered by this and you know if you talk to the locals they'll tell you that this was actually the trigger so yes kapil mishra's speech was definitely a big big part of how and why this had happened Um, and there's no um, there's no doubt about this yeah on that note i just like to say that um there's been a lot there's been some reporting on this in western media and a lot of it is kind of um conforming to that old orientalist trope of you know clashes break out between muslims and hindus and i i think we need to emphasize that this was firstly as comrade pramod said this was not spontaneous but planned and secondly that the state had an active hand in planning it at the same time you can't right. say that you know that one side is innocent peaceful protest and the protesters and the other side are the instigators there has been violence right. on both sides but that does not right. justify the state sort of tilting the scales and right. causing and enabling that violence to happen may right, right, right. may i also add on uh, before before uh, comrade pramod answers that i want to like add something to that is that there is Ooh. often this tendency among leftists to essentially uh, do that thing that you know uh, because both sideism is wrong hence one side is like the perfect target and hence they Ooh. are not also willing to listen to the fact that Uh, muslims have done violence yes muslims have actually done violence and yes expecting them uh, to not do violence is also irrational so classic regular so comrade pramod could you please talk about this weird tendency which leftists have that uh, you know they they want these perfect victims essentially that uh, you know if they like any story of muslims doing violence is bad because it will like 
puncture our idea that one side was instigated. We want to emphasize yeah. that one side was the instigator despite the fact that Muslims have done violence. And could you like yeah, to so, talk a bit, bit about that? Oh, you know, one of the videos that has been circulating is this video of this local AAP leader, Tarir Hussain, who's basically, uh, you know, you know, there's this video of taken of his house and there are a bunch of people on his roof. Presumably he's on it as well. And he's basically like dropping firebombs and sort of like, you know, uh, bricks on top from his roof. Uh, and, uh, you know, at a mob that has gathered below, you know, his house. Now, the thing is that that is being, uh, you know, sort of like circulated around, you know, even amongst quote-unquote centrist, uh, centrist media figures like Rahul Pandita and Rajdeep Sardesai, who are basically showing it as proof that, you know, Tarir uh, was, might have also been, Tarir Hussain might also have been one of the uh, instigators of the riot. Now the thing is, this is this is a story that is remarkably uh, similar to why Ehsan Jafri was also actually in charged initially with instigating the riot. Like what had happened with Ehsan Jafri in 2002 in uh, Gujarat, in the Gulbarga Society thing, was that he had essentially, uh, you know, like he was protecting a lot of these uh, people who had fled in Ahmedabad and he was protecting them, etc. He had fired a warning shot from a pistol or something, from a gun. And he had told, uh, you know, these people to, like, you know, uh, get, out of his, get out of the place because, you know, he was protecting some victims. And what had happened instead was that he was killed. But in the charge, he was also named within the charge sheet, you know. And that is what has happened that, you know, for some reason, you see that there is violence on both sides. Yes, and, you know, I'll also say that, uh, you know, like, you know, if you actually watch the video, you'll see that it's actually Tarir Hussain's house, which is under siege. Right. And, you know, he's basically just, you know, people are just like, basically, you know, mobs don't like congregate on top of a roof and, you know, start dropping things. Right. So uh, he's basically like defending something. He, I mean, the people on top of that roof are basically defending something, etc. That is being projected as the fact that they've been instigating. They were also part of the instigating thing. Like no one is actually, none of these Rajiv Sardisai or Rahul Pandita, none of them are basically saying that, uh, you know, this riot was instigated by them alone. They're obviously saying that it was obviously done also by the RSS, etc. But they're saying that they've also had a major role to play. Uh, this particular action seems to be a very defensive action. And, you know, uh, it's a very weird thing, right? Like, you know, then what, what is your, what is, what do you want him to do? Do you want him to basically like, you know, uh, do you want these Muslims to basically go hands up and just pray for mercy? Because, <laughs> or, and, or, but, I mean, like, is self-defense also something that's criminal now? Like, if you uh, engage in an act of self-defense, does this mean that, you know, you're instigating something? Secondly, well, I'd actually like to point... They are, now they are, like, throwing all kinds of accusations on him, including a murder charge of some IB operative who was in that area. Yeah. But, no, yeah. no, but there's yeah, another thing that I'd like, to, I'd like to clarify. Is that when a riot starts, and when you are inside a riot, you will actually see uh, it's not also purely defensive on both sides. Okay, or it's not also as simple as this. One side is aggressive, another side is defensive, and it just carries on like that. 
sometimes you see that you know it's something like okay so we've been hit here we're going going to go and also hit back now okay so sometimes you, and in these moments of confusion etc you will see that uh, you know there will there will be incidents like schools might be burnt down etc some people might get killed etc it will not be a something like okay we are just under siege and we're just defending a territory yeah the rationale you will also see of, the rationale of riot yeah. is not the rationale of of, of of protest people have to understand that and the south asia has a yeah. long history of this right it's not as simple as yeah. Yeah, some yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah, attacking yeah, peaceful yeah, protesters and to make it very clear for the audience that the rationale of riot does not change the fact that in this particular case there no, no, so was let, a specific let, targeted community and there was yeah, a... let me yeah, let me just finish this point right so basically what happens within a riot because i think people need to understand what happens in a riot in a riot you have a lot of confusion you have people panicking you have people getting angry you have people uh, you know uh, who will behave in aggressive ways and they will also commit acts of vandalism they might commit acts of murder we've seen this happen here and we've seen this happen in every single riot now what happens after this is that this this kind of action and basically this scholar called paul brass he actually uh, explores this in detail and shows that these kind of incidents then get portrayed to show that in essence this was both sided right and yes the violence is both sided but there is always you know uh, a, these are this, this kind of violence is systemic riots in india and across south asia are very very systemic that even when there is violence on both sides there is usually a community getting targeted and there is this and it's a very complex setup that you know which is which involves the participation of local politicians which involves the participation of local leaders and you know do you see that there is certain features like certain demographic uh, you know balances are also in play in this case so these are very very complex things these are not something that you know it's just the kind of thing that the media portrays that in, and in fact there is also a role played by the media here the way that the media actually talks about these incidents the media basically shows these as basically spontaneous clashes taking place no the spontaneity also, the happens media the media really likes the word polarization that this is all due to polarization and polarization on both sides must stop i i i really found that very irritating and i, I would like, like your take on it like who does the polarization like you know descend from the heaven someone is like doing it yeah, yeah, there was an even more there was an even more that there was an even more offensive tweet by i mean rajdeep sardesai with an even more offensive tweet where he basically said that uh, you know on one hand we have hindutva radical terrorism on the other hand we have like uh radical islamist terror yeah i don't know and they're saying this is the same i was like what was radical okay firstly you know that is very very islamophobic like you know not all forms of violence involving muslims okay so this is like a you know you see muslims you automatically assume that the, their politics is islamist yeah there can actually be like for instance for instance muslim league when in uh, when then congress and the muslim league had violence this was not islamist islamist means a particular thing it means that there is a particular islamic ideology behind it so that's incorrect that's become this kind of you know after this discourse on the war on terror etc which has sort of become globalized now when you think that any sort of violence involving muslims is guided by religious precepts etc so that's number one number two is that this is not the result of cotton code radicalization or polarization or anything of that sort you have a very yes i'm not pretending that these places were kumbaya before uh, these riots took place 
that would be very very stupid but neither is it true that you know these things were not engineered yeah there was not because as i said there's been like, I mean, like this so tension between that. hindus and muslims in south asia historically right and like little flare ups keep happening yeah. every now and then but again we we cannot we cannot ignore the fact that the state engineered this that this was you know in the yeah. works for yeah. a while and yeah it's an act of petty revenge by amit shah yeah 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 it's an it's not an act of petty revenge by amit shah it's a, it's say that it's the local bjp which did it local rss which did it and our, uh, amit shah saw the opportunity to turn it into a full fledged riot i think that that that's 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 the take that i got because the thing is this was not planned well above and from the top it was more of a ground level thing and then you know the top basically decided to let it you know was like okay so this is happening so let we'll we'll you know we'll just like aid in this happening otherwise it uh, you know I, i mean like it also doesn't make sense from some other points of view like you know what does it mean electorally etc uh, a lot of these guys like muzaffarnagar had a particular electoral logic to it uh, it wasn't exactly that either but yes once a riot has happened and they're letting the riot continue basically means that they're allowed, they're causing the riot and it's basically their party which says that we are fine with riot okay friends so, for those of for, for our listeners who are understandably concerned either in delhi or in the rest of india or even abroad what do you suggest can people do anything about this no they can't there are relief uh there are certain relief programs that have been started for the people affected by riots uh one of them is being done by the <coughs> delhi government i think uh contribute to that okay mm-hmm. secondly another thing is that if you're in delhi etc i have to like vip read this you know i don't know when this will this episode is coming out i don't know if this episode will you know when this episode comes out whether the riots will still be ongoing or not but uh, in general if there's a riot, riot the first thing that is that is you know i think that certain people should act very very responsibly and they've been acting extremely responsibly from what uh, what i've noticed that they've been calling people to go to these riot sites uh, this is very very responsible behavior do not ever go to a riot hit site uh you are going to be putting yourself at risk you are going to be putting other people who are there at risk uh yeah, don't this do that idea that uh, yeah this is something to like uh, like differentiate very carefully that at some times people would say that you know majority people or uh, hindus or savarnas or whatever privileged people need to put their bodies on the line etc etc that's mm. fine with rhetoric that is fine as rhetoric but that's fine during not, protest this is not a protest anymore yeah it's, 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 yeah this works. is not a protest it's a riot that does not work during a riot you should this not is, be this is not, not just that not just that i'll say i'll say this like you know when there's a riot going on you could be muslim and you could walk into a muslim majority area and they you think you're killed. suspicious you can get killed by muslims you are you're a hindu you know you go into a hindu majority area you could be killed by hindus you could be killed by your own community it's a goddamn riot going on don't go there it's a war zone uh yeah. you could be hit by street bullet etc don't be a hero mm. during a riot no no and not just that i also like i i mean like you know people guilt tripping people into yeah. going into riots is special type of comeback behavior because you know it just tells me that these people aren't mature enough to actually you know think about this and you should really really think about like what you're trying to do here 
secondly understand that a riot is not a protest it's like you know you coming in numbers like if there is one for instance if it's a police lati charge if it's just that it's just a lati charge conducted by the police yes you can go there and you can reinforce the crowd but when it's a riot there is so much confusion etc that it's actively dangerous to do go there um, and what i'm seeing was they are to kill you they are they have swords and guns yeah. and stones what do you have you think that bombs, you go there bombs, and bombs bombs grenades grenades and there was yes. this one call which i saw which was like you know people are throwing grenades please all i was like what are you going to do i was like what the hell someone just like put up a tweet or a facebook post saying that people are throwing grenades in this so and so location please come in large numbers and like what are you going to do like going to play catch with the grenades or what now like what exactly do you think you're going to be doing there when there are grenades being thrown i will you're say not that there are people there are people who are going into these areas uh, for good reason and they're the journalists i do want to kind of have a shout out to i think journalists of independent like news media important work if you really want to be a hero and if you want to place yourself at risk don't do it alone join one of those organizations um, yeah yeah absolutely do not do not do anything on your own if you like and even if you are going part of these rescue teams etc understand that it's extremely extremely dangerous work like in these kind of situations it's like literally stepping into a war zone like if you like now have this thing think that i'm joining the red cross or something yeah go go ahead and do it but uh, be very very cognizant of the risks and you know also i will say this that some of these people on the first day on monday itself when they were like uh, sort of like uh, giving calls for people to join they were really underplaying the risks yeah. like yeah. They, they were like saying words like riot like situation etc they did not actually fully disclose what was going on and that was extremely responsible on their part and people uh, you know how some of them have escaped with money by the skin of their teeth they could have died i mean like yes, please don't are, do this yes if you are an organization which is giving a call and if you are doing some work which is like uh, supplying hospitals etc you should in your call be very specific about the risks attached please don't give calls like 150 women needed at this place and that place i've been seeing yeah, many yeah, yeah. And, 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 calls. and like if you are like calling women there's also a risk of rape i mean like anyway even if you are a dude there's a risk of getting murdered etc there's a risk of sexual violence there's a risk of rape there's a risk of murder don't like please highlight the risks like let, let people have full information before they go to one of these places because okay. uh, i have extremely responsible behavior on part of many organizations and individuals i mean i'd have i just have to point that out um, okay we've, we've, we've spoken it's been 40 minutes so far shall we yes. do someone wrap yes. up yes uh, yes let us uh, wrap up today's episode uh, finally uh, i would like to reiterate that uh, um, if if you can amplify this news if you are in a different country so the coverage of this still is lacking some major program happening at the end of one of the largest like a movement opposing one of the largest disenfranchisement exercises on the planet 
so it's a targeted fashion against the religious minority so if you are in a different country and if you somehow randomly come across our podcast this is something you would like you would want to about um things are pretty bad over here and also we would like like shout out to politicians in other countries who have spoken about this bernie sanders has recently for what it's worth uh thank you sir it 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 means a lot to us um, thank you bernie sir and thank you elizabeth ma'am <laughs> thank, thank you warren ma'am thank you bernie sir uh and all other people who have spoken about this uh but but yes please spread this please, please talk about this this is something happening right now people are dying it's a pogrom happening in new delhi um be careful national if you are capital. national capital of india be careful if you are in delhi uh protect yourself your loved ones don't be a hero uh, uh one thing i'd like to say is that if there is any sign of disturbance etc get out of the area as soon as possible yes uh, be very pragmatic run um, yeah so get out of the area like if you are like i know we have a large audience in new delhi so like if 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 there is any news or any sign of disturbance in your area if you like see the arsipetri get especially if you are muslim get out of the area as soon as possible go to a friends place there are certain places which i'll th- which as so far are uh, safe certain places in south delhi are extremely safe Uh, middle class like apartment place. neighborhoods are safe which are large middle yeah, class apartments yeah if you have friends there if you have friends there immediately contact them and uh, you know at this time there will be many people who will be willing to offer their houses as refuge uh, do contact them also yeah since we were just like mentioning the what you can do if you want it uh, if you uh, have uh, like if you are living in one of these res- residential areas etc please uh, tell people that your houses are like you know safe can be used as safe houses in case a riot goes down i mean in case this riot spreads across delhi uh, do tell them that you know they can always come and stay at your place like that's that's a lot you don't i mean like it's very very consequential people should have a place to people if people have a place to go they'll be able to leave their houses faster etc apart from donations right. yes uh, on that note uh... let's uh, we are ending today's episode uh, again best of luck to delhi best of luck to the people yeah. of delhi may there is peace no, best of luck to india yeah, best, of luck to india. best of luck to